Welcome to the Southridge Church Podcast. This week's awesome message will start in a few seconds. But first, we want you to stay connected with us. You can find us on sanjose.cc or subscribe to the podcast. Buenos días. Good morning. Dios les bendiga. God bless you. Si ese aplauso fue para mí está bien, pero para para el Señor un poco más fuerte. Amén. I know the applause for me wasn't great, but how about for the Lord? Let's give a round decía of applause to God. La palabra, la, la que no lo miremos, the song we were just singing said, even though we don't see it, él está he is working. Que no lo sintamos, even when we don't feel it, él está he is working. Y no lo pensemos, and even when we don't think about it, él está he is working. Dicen amen? How many of you say amen? Creo que muchas de las cosas empiezan en nuestro pensamiento. Si se me olvida que, que, que tengo traducción, perdóneme. Pero si yo digo algo malo, But if I were to say wrong, yo creo que lo va a decir bien. Eso es lo bueno de tener tra traductor. That's the good thing about having a translator. Volviendo a lo del pensamiento. Coming back to our thoughts. ¿Cuántos de nosotros? How many of us? Pensamos qué ponernos o qué vestir hoy. This morning thought, what am I going to wear? What am I going to put on? Desde qué vestirnos, desde cómo vestirnos, hasta cómo alistar a nuestros hijos, los que tenemos hijos. From, we use thoughts from what we're going to wear to what we're going to dress, how we're going to dress our kids for those who have kids. Lo que tenemos esposa, podemos decir cómo vamos a vestir a nuestra esposa. And those who have a wife that are saying, how am I going to dress my wife? O nuestra esposa nos va a vestir a nosotros. Or our wives are going to dress us. Hombres. Men. Mujeres. Okay. Amen. Estamos en la misma página. We're on the same page. Pero cuando todo viene a nuestro pensamiento, nosotros ponemos un pensamiento. Una, dos. Vamos acá. Nosotros ponemos un pensamiento o dejamos que alguien ponga un pensamiento. So when it comes to thoughts, we either um, come, our thoughts come to us by ourselves or we let someone else influence our thoughts. Damos gracias a, al Pastor Pete, Pastor Wilbur. Angel que nos trajo la palabra el domingo pasado y como ahora tenemos otro speaker también damos las gracias porque sé que va a ser de bendición. I want to give thanks to uh, Pastor Pete who was here a couple weeks ago, Pastor Wilbur and Angel as well and I know Ethan's going to do a great job later today. Gracias también al al Pastor Macaya por darme el privilegio de poder venir y compartir con ustedes un pensamiento. And I also want to thank Pastor Macaya for giving me the privilege to come and bring to you a thought this morning. Y a ustedes. And to you. También que nos prestan sus oídos y aquellos que están online. También. And also to you, thank you for lending your ears for what we're going to say today and those who are watching online as well. A los que están viendo online, tenemos acá unos cuantos asientos, los esperamos el otro domingo y si no es este domingo, el que sigue. Amén. And for those who are watching online, we have a few empty seats here we're expecting and hoping that you will come in person. If not next week, the following. Y no por último que sea lo, lo peor, sino lo mejor, a Dios, que me dio la, la habilidad para estar aquí, la salud. And last but not least, I want to thank God 
for giving me the privilege, the health to be here with you this morning. Entonces, estamos en el pensamiento. So we're thinking about thoughts. El pastor hace unos domingos dice, ah, nosotros como los hombres ah, nos cuesta eso porque ahorita quizás no estamos pensando en nada y que eso es fácil. And a couple weeks ago, Pastor Wilbur said that for men it's easy to not think of something. Sometimes we just aren't thinking of anything. Decir, oh, ¿qué estás pensando, honey? Oh, oh, ¿qué, ¿Qué dijiste? They'll say, what do you think about, honey? Uh, wait, what, what did you say? Eso lo dijo el pastor. That's what pastor said. Pero es cierto. But it's true. Ponemos rápido en, en cero nuestra mente. Men tend to just clear their minds. Y acerca de los pensamientos es lo que quiero hablar un poquito hoy. And I want to talk, talk about thoughts this morning a little bit. ¿Cuán importantes son nuestros pensamientos o cuánta importancia nosotros le damos a nuestros pensamientos? Have you ever stopped and thought about how important those thoughts are or how much importance do you give your thoughts on a daily basis? Hace unas semanas mis cuñadas y mis cuñados vinieron a visitarnos. A couple weeks ago, a couple of my brother and sisters-in-law came to visit us. Y mis cuñados son un poco más grandes que yo. And my brothers-in-law are a little bit taller than me. Más fuertes que yo. A little bit stronger than me. De gimnasio, ¿verdad? Because they go to the gym. Me contaban ellos y decían que habían ido a comprar su lunch. And they, they were sharing with me that they went to this restaurant to buy some lunch. Por ejemplo, di, de, si, dijeron, ¿me puedes dar un combo número cuatro small? And they said, um, we ordered a number four small. Y la, la cajera los miró y les dijo, you are a big boy, you need a large. And so the, um, the, the worker there looked at them and said, no, you're, you're kind of a big boy, you need a large. I, I y automáticamente ellos dijeron, yeah. And instantly they changed their mind and said, yes. ¿Creen ustedes que cambió su hambre? Do you believe that how hungry they were was the, the fact that changed? Absolutamente no. Absolutely not. Cambió su pensamiento. Their thought was what changed. ¿Quién lo cambió? ¿Él o la cajera? Who changed it? Him or the worker? Este servicio es para que compartamos. ¿Quién fue? ¿La cajera o él mismo? This is, uh, you guys can respond. And so was it the worker or the cashier or him that changed their mind? The workers. The workers. Eso quiere decir que nosotros dejamos que alguien influencie nuestro pensamiento. It means that we let people influence our thoughts. Algunas veces así, así trabajamos nosotros. Sometimes that's how we work as well. Y eso es de lo que quiero que, que hablemos hoy. And that's what we can, I want to talk about today. Si me siguen, uh, vamos a estar en Proverbios del 1 al 7, pero nos vamos a enfocar en una parte del 7. We're going to be in Proverbs 23, uh, 1 through 7, but we're going to concentrate on verse 7. Si nos ponemos de pie un momento para leer la palabra del Señor. Proverbios 23, 7. De by the way, dice, ¿verdad? Así. By the way. Del 1 al 7. Yes, uh, Proverbs 1 through 23, 1 through 7. Vamos a estar en el 7, pero del 1 al 6 es tarea para que lo puedan leer en casa. Um, we're going to concentrate on seven, but one through six is your homework, so you can read it at home. El siete, Proverbios 23, siete, dice, Porque cuál es en su pensamiento, en su corazón, tal es él. 
uh, Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as he th uh, thinketh in his heart, so is he. Veintitrés siete, del uno al seis, lo leemos en casa. Remember, 20, Proverbs 23, 1-6, read it at home. Vamos cortos. Cierren sus ojos y vamos a orar. Close your eyes, we're going to pray. Señor, gracias. Father, thank you. Por este día y permitirnos que estemos aquí reunidos. For allowing us to be here together, united. Tu palabra dice. Your word says. Que donde dos o tres hay reunidos en mi nombre. Where that were two or three or more. Tu presencia está ahí. Your presence is there. En esa promesa, and in that promise, estamos parados, we, we, we stand in, y ahora tu presencia pedimos que sea manifiesta en este lugar. Y que tu Espíritu Santo Spirit, sea quien ministre a nuestros corazones. Amén. Ahora sí, podemos All sentarnos. Right, Porque cuál es en su pensamiento, su corazón, tal es él. El pensamiento que tenían mis cuñados era solo de comer. Pero qué de aquellos pensamientos un poco más profundos. Que se convierten en batalla. That become battles. Aquellos pensamientos de duda. Those thoughts of doubt. Aquellos pensamientos que vienen a nuestra cabeza y dicen, tú no puedes. Those thoughts that will creep into our minds and will say, you, you can't do this. No eres suficiente. You are not enough. No lo vas a hacer. You're not going to be able to accomplish it. El miedo. That fear. Te detiene. Will hold you back. Que de esos pensamientos un poco más profundos. Those are some deeper thoughts que se convierten en batalla. A Puede haber un pensamiento de batalla a, uh, of, uh, y un pensamiento de victoria. Nosotros mismos somos los únicos responsables de llevar esos pensamientos o de tomar esos pensamientos a donde nos quieras dirigir. Nuestro pensamiento es el que influye en nuestras decisiones. Si nosotros dejamos que un pensamiento venga o lo dejamos abierto para que entre en nuestra mente, en unos momentos se va a convertir en decisión. Por eso que dice Proverbios, por cuál es en su pensamiento, en su corazón, tal es él. ¿Qué es lo que dejamos nosotros entrar a nuestra, a nuestra, a nuestra cabeza, a nuestro pensar? ¿Dejamos entrar pensamientos de, de temor? ¿De tristeza? Un pensamiento que, que yo leí y decía, yo amo mi, um, ¿cómo se dice? Uh, ansiedad. Um, there's a thought I read that says, I love my anxiety. ¿Qué se les viene a la mente cuando dice, yo amo mi ansiedad? 
What comes to mind when you hear that? Well, I love my anxiety. Creo que nadie quiere batallar con la ansiedad. I, I'm pretty sure no one here wants to uh, struggle with anxiety. Pero me cambió la mente cuando dijo, yo amo mi ansiedad porque cuando viene mi ansiedad es que yo doblo mis rodillas. And it, my mind, my, my mind changed a bit on, on that thought because the, the, the thought finished and says, I love my anxiety because it leads me to my knees. Si nosotros tenemos temor, If we have fear, ¿qué diferencia es tomar ese temor y que el mismo temor nos acerque, nos acerque al Señor? Do we take that thought of fear and realize that that thought of fear can bring us closer to God? Es por eso que prueba que tenemos, yo puedo decir, bendita la prueba que me acerca al Señor. That's why we can say, blessed be the, um, the struggle that leads us closer to God. Mire lo que dice Segunda de Corintios 10, 4, 5. Look what 2 Corinthians 10, 4-5 says. Porque las armas de nuestra milicia no son carnales, sino poderosas en Dios para la destrucción de fortalezas, derribando argumentos y toda altivez que se levanta contra el conocimiento de Dios y llevando cautivo todo pensamiento a la obediencia de Cristo. The Word of God says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Entonces podemos decir que si un pensamiento malo viene a nuestra cabeza so we can say that if a bad thought comes to our mind lo podemos llevar a la obediencia de Cristo. We can take it to the obedience of Christ. Pero ustedes pueden decir, hermano Fernando, ¿por qué tanta, mucha Biblia? Uh, you might be asking, brother Fernando, why you use, why this, why so much scripture? Un consejo o algo simple es cuando un pensamiento venga de miedo, sea de duda, sea de dificultad, no lo maduremos, no nos quedemos ahí. Uh, here's a, a, a little bit of advice. Whenever any type of thought comes to our mind, maybe fear, maybe anxiety, um, don't leave it there in your mind. Si nosotros le ponemos tanto pensamiento a, a algún pensamiento de duda, ¿qué tal si nos convence? Because the more we fixate on that um, thought of doubt, it begins to convince us. ¿Qué tal si nosotros le ponemos tanto pensar a un pensamiento de miedo y nos convence? What happens when we give so much, um, we, we, we think so much about those thoughts of fear that they begin to convince us of fear? Esa fue por una parte, los pensamientos quizás un poco más profundos que nos pueden a nosotros poner. Pero ¿qué de los pensamientos contrarios? Que nosotros podemos decir, yo puedo, yo lo hago, yo soy suficiente para hacerlo. Mire lo que dice Romanos 12, 3. Look what Romans 12:3 says. Digo pues, por la gracia que me es dada a cada cual que está en vosotros, que no, que no tenga alto concepto de sí que el que se debe tener, sino que piense de sí con cordura, conforme a la medida de fe que Dios repartió a cada uno. The word of God says, for I say through the grace given unto me 
to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Yo estoy de acuerdo con esos, con esos, con esos pensamientos. I agree with that, those thoughts. Yeah, tu fe puede ser muy grande, Your faith can be very big, pero la voluntad de Él es perfecta. But his will is perfect. Tu fe es muy grande, pero la voluntad de Él es perfecta. Our faith is great, but his will is perfect. Tu fe es grande, pero su voluntad es perfecta. ¿Cuántos dicen amén? How many of you say amen? ¿Qué de aquellos pensamientos cuando Dios no nos ha contestado algo? Cuando hemos orado por algo y Él no contesta. Y podemos decir, Señor, ¿por qué no me has contestado? No entiendo. El Señor no mandó a que lo entendieras, le mandó a que le creyeras. El Señor no mandó a que le entendieras, sino que le creyeras. A que le creas a Él. To believe in him. Todos podemos creer en Él. We can all believe in him. Pero pocos podemos creerle a Él. ¿Entendemos eso? Do we understand that? Creer en Él y creerle a Él. Amén. Sea lo que sea que podemos estar pensando. Is, you may be thinking, sea uno o sea otro pensamiento. Si lo llevamos a la obediencia de Cristo. Christ, es ahí donde estaremos seguros. Es ahí donde estaremos seguros. Y si no estaremos tanto aquí en la Biblia. Word, no le pongamos atención. If whatever thought is not in the word of God don't believe that thought la palabra dice no le des lugar al diablo the Bible says don't give um, don't give uh, Satan space no le des lugar al diablo don't give him any space ni un espacio not a single space ni not pequeñito ni aunque sea un pensamiento not even those uh, bad thoughts Cuando venga un pensamiento de esos a tu, a tu mente, recuerden eso. Somos la recompensa de su sacrificio. Somos la recompensa de su sacrificio. Mire lo que dice Isaías 43.2. Equipo de media, eso no se los, no se los envíe. And sorry, media team, I did not send you that, this verse. Isaías 43, 2. Isaiah 43, 2 says, ¿Cuántos lo han leído? Um, how many of you have read, read it? Isaías 43. Isaiah 43. 43, 2. Cuando pases por las aguas, yo estaré contigo. Y por los ríos, no te negarán. Cuando pases por el fuego, no te quemarás. Ni la llama arderá en ti. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, 
and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Cuando hayan pensamientos de duda, de temor, de ansiedad, incluso de autosuficiencia, sea cual sea el pensamiento, llevémoslas a la obediencia de Cristo. Whenever we have those thoughts of anxiety, of fear, um, even those of self-sufficiency, take them to, don't, don't listen to them, but take those thoughts and send, bring them to the feet of Jesus. Para terminar, porque el, el tiempo se nos agotó. Um, to finish up, because time's running out. Hay una historia que me, me, me cautiva mucho. There's a story that really captivates and speaks to me. Hicieron un experimento a un hombre que iba a morir. They did an experiment to a man that was going to die. Lo pusieron en una silla, le amarraron sus brazos, sus pies, y le vendaron sus ojos. They put him in a chair and they... Um, They restrained his hands and his feet and they put a blindfold over his eyes. Pusieron una bolsa de agua como, como de suero y un pan, y un, un pan abajo. They put a bag of saline next to it and a pan under to catch water that would be falling. El agua goteaba. The water was uh, coming out slowly. Acuérdese, le está sentado. Remember, he's sitting. Amarrado. Restrained. Acá, con los ojos cerrados. And blindfolded. ¿Qué es lo que él tiene nomás despierto? What is the only sense working for him? Su pensamiento. His, his, the thoughts. En lo que pensar. In what to think, what's happening. Mi niña dice, oh, mi brain, mi cerebro me está hablando. My, my daughter will say, my brain is speaking to me. La bolsa de agua goteaba. The water, um, the bag of saline um, was dripping. Drip, drip. Entonces a él le hicieron una incisión. And to the man they did a small incision on his um, forearm. En su pensamiento él decía, mi sangre empieza a gotear. And his mind was telling him that dripping sound was his wound. Mas sin embargo la, la herida no estaba para estar sangrando tanto. And the, the cut was superficial, it wasn't deep. Pero cuando abrieron un poquito más la, la bolsa de agua, And they opened up the water, the, the bag a little bit more, so more water came out. You just heard more constant dripping. Él pensaba, mi sangre está corriendo. He thought, my, I'm bleeding out. Acuérdense, él estaba. El agua, pero cuando volvió a hacer. But when the water ran out, and they went back down to a single drip. Lo que él pensaba, decía, mi sangre se está terminando. His thought was, I'm running out of blood. Empezó a colapsar su riñón. And those thoughts led for his kidneys to fail. Empezó, empezó a colapsar su, um, donde respiramos? Hígado? Sí, su hígado. His uh, liver began to fail. Su sistema respirativo, his respiratorio. His lungs began to fail. Y al final su corazón se paró. And eventually it led to a heart attack. Y a mí me, me llenó eso de cuán poderosos son nuestros pensamientos. And when I heard that story, all I could think of was how powerful all are our, our thoughts. Llevémonos a, a la obediencia de Cristo. We have to take those thoughts to the obedience of Christ. Llevemos nuestros pensamientos a la obediencia de Cristo. Take our thoughts to the obedience of Jesus Christ. 
Creo que hoy es el día. Es un buen día para llevar esos pensamientos. En una de las caricaturas que, que alguna película que he mirado, One of the, um, cartoons I've seen. dice, lo voy a poder decir en inglés, tal vez sale. Lo voy a poder decir en inglés. He's going to be able to say it in English. Yesterday is a history. Today, no, I'm sorry. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is the present. That's why he called a present because it's a gift. Hoy es el día de que nosotros llevemos los pensamientos sean malos sean suficientes a la obediencia de Cristo Dios me los bendiga Ethan tiene un poquito más Amén Gracias bro It's a double dipper kind of a day. We're giving you two scoops of goodness this morning. We've got not just Fernando, but we've got Ethan Roki in the house is going to bring the word. And so please give it up for our man, Ethan. God bless. Thank you, video of Pastor. I very much appreciate it. Thank you, Brother Fernando, for that message. That was, that was convicting on, on multiple levels for me. Just let me unpack my uh, entire kit here. Don't worry, the notebook isn't full of notes for today, so we're not going to be too long. Uh, but the, it was convicting not just because of my thoughts, but I thought to myself, when was the last time I ordered a medium meal at a restaurant, you know? Like I typically, typically it kind of goes the opposite direction. Like I'll go and, um, you know, I'll, I'll go and pick up food for myself and Ronnie. And so it's like this, this whole big order, and I almost feel like I have to explain myself. Like, I know I'm a big guy, but... This isn't all for me. I'm also a little bit tempted to have Angel come up and actually interpret for me also. So I, you probably notice when I do the announcements, when I get nervous, I start talking really fast. So I'm gonna apologize now if that is something that I fall into. Uh, it probably works out for the best anyways because the faster I talk, the faster I get through my notes, and the faster we get out of here, the faster we get to go eat. And uh, I, I am a little bit bitter at Brother Fernando because that message was so good. And I'm like, all right, maybe I should have gone first. And then he could, you know, kind of back clean up. And you can tell he was the, he was the primary one anyways. He had the whole headset on. And I have this, this handheld mic. I'm like, I'm like well, you know, what, 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 what am I even doing here? <laughs> anyway, we're going to, the, the message today, if you would, turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter number four. And this is kind of, uh, I, I realized as I was studying for it, this is kind of like a, a sequel to Angel's message last week. He, he preached on Proverbs chapter 3, and in the lead up to it, I was, I was a little upset with Angel also. I have beef with everyone today. But because uh, Proverbs 3, like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 are two of my very favorite verses in the Bible, and I was getting amped up. I was going to prepare a message about that, and then I saw Angel's notes, and I was like, this guy, he, he, stole, my, he stole my passage. He stole my chapters. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, preach out of Proverbs chapter number four today, and I hope that it's a blessing and a help to you. And today, we're talking about the pursuit of wisdom, or wisdom, a worthy pursuit. In the book of Proverbs, the, the, the author or authors, you know, we know Solomon wrote a lot of these Proverbs or compiled the different sayings. We know some of the later Proverbs are attributed to different authors. But the theme of Proverbs, the entire thing, it's the, the, the theme of our message series. It's getting wisdom. It's acquiring this thing. And the book of Proverbs presents us with different people, different personality traits, 
throughout the book of Proverbs, we see a lot about, we see a lot about wisdom. We see a lot about understanding, about prudence, about discretion. We see the wise man. And then on the opposite end of that, we see the foolish man. We see uh, making hasty decisions. We see the simple man. Uh, the, the simple man isn't even somebody who has ill intent. It's just somebody who doesn't know any better. And the Bible warns us against that also. Like Jesus talks in the New Testament, and he says that we're supposed to be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. But the wise as serpents part is important. And that's something that we definitely shouldn't overlook today. In Proverbs chapter number four, we'll read the first 10 verses and then kind of go through the rest of the chapter uh, as, we, as we get through the message. Uh, verse number one says, Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Now, growing up, I'd hear it preached a lot, like wisdom had... Preachers would sometimes give it this vague definition. It's wisdom is seeing things the way God sees them. And when you, when you hear it like that, it just, it sounds like something, uh, you know, it's a great thought, but also it sounds almost unattainable, right? See things the way God sees them. Like God sees time differently than we do. God's all knowing. He's all powerful. It, it almost, it feels like it'd be impossible to see that. But then I saw a definition as I was getting ready for, for this message. And it said, wisdom is knowing how to apply knowledge. And I thought that was a, uh, a little more attainable. You know, uh, knowledge is knowing what to do. Understanding is knowing how to do something. Wisdom is being able to apply it, to use the things that we know, because it's so easy for us to know the, the, the different stories and accounts in God's words. It's easy for us to know the teachings of Jesus, to know his parables, but it's a whole other thing to put those into practice in our lives, isn't it? And that can be really difficult. In, uh, in Proverbs chapter number eight, We'll just see the, uh, we'll see here, it's, it's a similar thought, but presented in a, a little bit more urgent light. And the chapter eight, verse one says, doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice. She standeth in the top of high places by the ways in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entrance of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom, and ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak of excellent things, and the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. So we see wisdom is pictured as crying out here. There's an urgency. And when I think of wisdom, I, it, it almost makes me think of setting like a GPS. And, and my first point today is the pursuit of wisdom is an intentional pursuit. It's not something that you're going to come across by accident. And, and again, like to go back to, to what I was saying, it, it, it brings to mind like a picture of a GPS. And I'm one of the type of people, like I use the GPS for everything. I, I, you know, we've been at this building for what, th two months now? Three, two months Anyways, even at the old building, like I still, every Sunday when I come here, set the GPS. And my girlfriend, Ronnie, is the, the opposite. We'll be driving around San Jose. I've got, the, got it in the GPS. And she, you know, she's talking about how 
this street turns into that street and all the streets basically form like a series of rectangles or circles or something like that. But not me. Like I have to have the GPS for everything. And when I hear that, when I, when I see that in the passage, death not wisdom, cry and understanding put forth her voice. It almost makes me think about when we're using the GPS and we make a wrong turn. You know, one of those crazy off ramps we accidentally take uh, 280 instead of 680 or something like that. And what happens? The GPS, you know, it's tells us it's rerouting. It's really aggressive about it. You know, it's like, calm down, bro. Like, I missed the turn on accident. We're going to get back to it. And, uh, you know, I might, I might lose a lot of credibility here, but I also, it's a little bit my fault because I use Apple Maps for the GPS. So that might not, that might not be a very wise thing. But this is, it's an, the pursuit of wisdom is intentional. You're not going to go and, and achieve wisdom by accident. You're not going to learn these things and learn how to apply them by accident. And I think also of, it, it's the same with any goal in life, not just the GPS, but if you have financial goals, you don't just become, you, you don't just achieve these goals on accident. You know, you have to set aside like um, a budget. You have to like determine where, where you're going to invest your money and different things. And then also I think of like a, a lot of times the illustrations that I get drawn to are gym illustrations because I'm a bit of a meathead. And, uh, the gym's the same way, you know, like you, you, you look at it and you think, all right, I want to, you know, I, I want to be in shape. I want to look like one of the guys from the Avengers or something like that. And uh, it, it's not going to happen by accident. Trust me. <laughs> this is body, par- partly not by accident, but a, a lot of it is by accident. Um, but yeah, you have to, you, you set out, you have to learn what your calorie it, intake should be and how you should be exercising and, you know, whether or not you should be doing cardio and just these different things and different different goals are going to have different means of getting there. And the Bible tells us that as we pursue wisdom, as we we pursue being able to learn how we ought to live and how to apply the principles that God's word teaches, it's the same thing. The Bible is that GPS for us. And this, again, this chapter, death, not wisdom, cry. It just brings to mind, like when we're, when we're in God's word, when we're in church, when we're, when we're around the right people, Wisdom is always trying to pull us back. God's always trying to pull us back. Just like you make that wrong turn and the GPS is telling you, you know, you need to go on this street and this street. And you might lose a couple minutes. You know, it might, uh, might be a little bit disadvantageous for your trip. But eventually, it's, it's pulling you back in the right direction. And the Bible does the same exact thing for us. This is a pursuit that requires intention. Where can we acquire wisdom? What is the source of wisdom? The Bible tells us that God is the source of all wisdom. In James chapter 1, verse 5, the Bible says, But if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not. So if, if, you're, if you're lacking wisdom, you know where to look for it. It's in this book. It's hearing his word preached. It's reading about it. It's learning more about it, learning the context, learning the different truths of it, and really just diving in. We also learn wisdom from godly people with life experience. In Proverbs 16, verse 31, the Bible tells us that the, the crown of old men is, the, is their gray hair. If I'm paraphrasing here, I'm just going to read the actual verse. This is, this is not going to go well. All right, chapter 16, verse number 31. The Bible says, the hoary head is a crown of glory if it be found in the way of righteousness. So we can go to the people in our lives, the authorities in our lives who are godly, who, um, who are there to help us. We can go to our godly friends and we can try to acquire wisdom that way also. But at the end of the day, God is the ultimate source of it. And secondly, we see not only, is the, not only does the pursuit of wisdom require intention, the pursuit will result in enrichment. And we're back in Proverbs chapter four and verse 10 through 19. The author says, hear all my son and receive my sayings and the years of thy life shall be many. 
I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep thee, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it. Turn from it and pass away. For they sleep not, except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more under the perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. So here we see the reward of it. You know, it, it draws us in. It tells, the Bible tells us that we are supposed to be pursuing this thing. And the Bible says, get wisdom, acquire wisdom, do what you have to, make that your goal. And then it kind of sweetens the pot for us. It lets us know the results of, of, ha- of living that life, the results of, of, of having a life well lived. And uh, it's, it promises us the, uh, the quality of years. Um, in verse number, verse number 10, here are my son, receive my sayings, the years of thy life shall be many. Uh, that not only, I don't, I don't believe that is talking necessarily about quantity of years. You know, you'll live to be like 130 if you're really, really wise. But it, it allows us to have, it, it allows us to live our lives in a manner where we're making the most of the time that we do have. And then also it provides clarity for our direction. He talks about the, 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 the steps that we take on our path will be established. God will help establish those through wisdom. And again, that's just uh, brings to mind the, the, the picture of the Bible as kind of our GPS for living life and, and telling us what to do. And I, you know, I've, I, heard it, um, I heard it said that the key to, to making good decisions, the key to making right decisions and moral decisions is to make the decision before you have to make the decision. And with the Bible, we have this governing set of principles. We have these teachings. We have the, the, this foundational truth that we can live our lives by. And if we're really seeking it, really applying it, then the decision's already made for us. We know exactly what we should do. It's just a matter of exercising wisdom and using it where we should, when we should. Number three, the pursuit rewards attention. In chapter four, verse number 20 through 24, the Bible says, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear into my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. So we, we, have the, we know the source for wisdom. We, get, we receive wisdom from God through hearing his word preached, through reading his word, through prayer, through being around godly people. We know that the pursuit's gonna result in enrichment. It's something that's worth pursuing. The Bible tells us there are these certain promises that's gonna make our lives better. And again, I see uh, when it, the, the author says, my son, attend to my words. It's one thing. We, we gain wisdom in our lives, typically through either our experience or the experience of others. And, you know, you, you get a lot further, a lot faster if you learn from the experiences of others, which is, again, the importance of getting around good, godly people. But, you, all, you know, of course, we also, some of us have to learn by doing. And if we're not careful, if we're not paying attention, when we go through these different experiences, when we go through, uh, whether it be different trials, whether it go, you know, different seasons in our life, if we're not paying attention and actively trying to take to, to take lessons from that and learn those and apply those in the future, what's the purpose of even going through it? It's, it's like that old saying, the one thing we learn from history is that we never learn from history. And if we're not careful, when we don't pay attention and don't really like try to, to focus on what's going on in our lives and how we can handle it the right way and how to apply, how to apply these biblical truths and how to go back and kind of uh, almost do like a film study, if you will, like, and, and really break down like, all right, this happened. 
did I handle it the way I was supposed to? No. What do I need to change moving forward? And it, the, the reason that some of us get caught in these cycles in life and we get caught making the same bad decisions over and over again is because we're not paying attention when we make mistakes. We don't take what we should have learned from those and apply them. But a wise man will, will pay attention to that. And being wise doesn't mean that we're going to be perfect. That's never going to happen. But being wise means we learn, you know, we, we, we extract lessons from things when we should. The pursuit rewards intention. Nextly, the pursuit is, is one that will remain ongoing. In chapter 4, verse 26 to 27, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So this is something, it's a path that we're on. And it's the, the a, a wise person, it, I, I feel like the, the wiser you get, the more you, you, you kind of realize what you don't know. And I, it's something that I found as, I, as I'm getting older, you know, when I was like 17, 18, 19, it was like, oh, by the time I turn 30, I'm going to have this thing figured out. Like, I'm going to know what I'm doing in life. And I'm 30 and I'm like, no, <laughs> still so much to learn. But like now, now it's so much more apparent to me that there are people that are in my life that I can learn from and people who can teach me things. And it's just, it's, it's a pursuit that's never going to stop. If we're really pursuing wisdom, if we're pursuing God, which at the end of the day, at the end of the day, with God being the source of wisdom, God is all wisdom. Pursuing God is pursuing wisdom. And we're trying to, trying to mirror our lives to be like Christ, aren't we? But we're never going to be that way because Christ was perfect. We're still, you know, we're sinful, sinful beings, just, you know, trying to do our best, trying to, to learn these lessons, trying to apply them in our lives. But this pursuit is going to be, is something that's going to be ongoing. And lastly, the pursuit will result in a life that's well lived. In Hebrews eleven six, the Bible says, "But he that but he that cometh to me, uh, or he, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him." The Bible tells us there's there's rewards in life when we're seeking God, when we're seeking wisdom, and it's 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 something where again when we're living the way that we're supposed to, when we're making the decisions we're supposed to, even though we're always, we're always looking for something, we're always trying to, to become more wise, and it's something that we might never attain, it's, we're going to have made right choices along the way. And it's, it's a, something where if that's what your life is lived doing, you're, you're going to have a lot fewer regrets. And it's, it's, a, it's a worthy pursuit. And uh, thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you. I, I, I meant to say this at the beginning of the service also. It's, uh, it's such a blessing to be able to serve on the worship team and to be able to help with the youth group and to see, to see you all each and every Sunday. And I just hope that, uh, that you'll join me on this pursuit. And as I was, as I was studying this, as I was reading this, um, it, it's something that really convicted me because I know I, like, if I'm not careful, that's me. I'll go through life and I'll, I'll, I'll go through a process wrong. I'll do something wrong. And you know, it's like, all right, next time, next time I'm gonna do better. And then the same thing happens again. I make the same choice. But as Christians, we're all, all, all struggling to pursue being like Christ, pursuing wisdom. And I hope that as you go through this week, it's just something that, you know, sticks in the back of your mind, pursuing wisdom. It's an ongoing pursuit. It's a rewarding pursuit. And it's intentional. We'll have a time of worship right now. If you'd like to, feel free to come forward to the altar. Uh, someone, someone will pray with you. If you, uh, if you, have, not, if you have not yet, uh, we'd invite you to accept Christ, accept his gift of salvation this morning. Thank you all so much.
Thank you again for spending time with us today, and a special thanks to those who give generously to Southridge Church. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. And if you want to learn more about Southridge, you can follow us on social media at Southridge Now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe or share it with a friend or even take a screenshot and share it on your social story. Make sure you tag Southridge Church and let it be a blessing to somebody else. Thank you again, and we'll catch you on the next one.